this episode won't be coming out until like July 8th. Oh, that's a long time. We're pre-recording. Smarties. It's uh, effect- effective. Effectful. I was gonna say that! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fuck! You always catch me. Always. <laughs> Till the day you die. I can't slip around you. <laughs> no. Welcome back to High Maintenance, or if you're new, hello. Hi, welcome. Uh, we are your hosts, Fiona. And Cameron. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> I was ready for You that. were, I like that. Also known as your high hosts. High hosts. <laughs> I like that we came up with that one. You don't know what today's episode's about. I have no idea. And I know it's going to make your stomach hurt right off the bat. Uh-oh. Okay. This entire episode is about black holes. And I know we've done one on black holes before, but this one is questioning their entire existence. Why do you need to do that? Because <laughs> I like to fuck with you. <laughs> and also show that we literally know nothing for certain. Just all big guesses. It's literally people just being like, maybe. Because <laughs> pe- like, we can't really for sure say that black holes exist because we can't see them. Oh, Yeah. So we have a theory that we've gone through in other episodes. We have a Black Holes episode that goes through it. And another episode, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, two episodes to listen to before this, they're optional. Like we go through and explain as we go. The whole purpose of this podcast is to explain um, astronomy in such a basic way that anybody can understand it. So if you miss another episode, it's fine. Like we go through... pretty much yeah. everything cool. as we go. Yeah. Um, it's just you get a better understanding because once we you go into like the smaller stuff and yeah. get a good understanding, then as it's mentioned in the bigger stuff, it's like, holy shit. It puts into perspective listening to the other episodes, kind of. 100%. Yeah. Because as I'm learning about this, like, yeah. this episode we go into quantum mechanics. I literally only ever hear that word in the movies. I know. <laughs> I know. I, he- I heard it and I was like... Yeah, it's real. It's fun. This is it. <laughs> We're also going to go into like um, Stephen Hawking and Einstein's work because they both studied black holes and go into <gasps> just questioning everything that they have like oh my God. hypothesized about them. Okay. <laughs> do you want do you want that off? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have fucking crazy nails right yeah, now. Yeah, you do. I noticed that. Charlie called me out for it. She's like, you need to cut your nails. A four-year-old. <laughs> I was pushing her on the swing, and I was taking her buckles off, and she saw my nails come through as I was pushing it. They're not that long. Like, they're... They're not... No, they're... They're just long. They're just like They're normal. Long. Thank you. I thought so. I just haven't filed them in a little bit, so like the shape's a little off and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, a four-year-old was like, "You need to cut your nails." She's such an asshole. Oh, I fucking love it. You should tell that story about Charlie in the car. There's lots of Charlie in the car. Um. Stories. Oh, by the way, Charlie's my niece. Yeah, she's four years old. She's the best fucking kid. Oh, she's amazing. She. <sighs> she's a sponge. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, I swear she's raised by great parents and a great aunt, (laughs) but she likes, like, Kellen and her have this, like, little fight they always do, so they'll give each other the finger, and she only knows to do that with dad in a playful manner, like, some people I'll probably judge for it, but whatever, Um, and, like, sometimes, like, you can, like, tell her to swear or she'll swear on her own, but just the fan, like, it's a joke. She never has ever done Mm -hmm. it in the bad way, so when Kellen would go down hills like you know we bumps like when you go fast he'd be like hold your tits so that's what charlie says now going down hill 
I love it. But she was at my brother, like her family. We're at a cottage, but my dad and his girlfriend went up, and so Pam. Pam and her are changing in the, uh, wherever they are, bedroom. But Pam's just turned around, because like... Her boobs are out. Yeah, she's no she's grandma. I'm sure she doesn't. Anyways, Charlie goes, Nana, it's fine. All girls have tits. <laughs> I love that she calls them tits. Tits, yeah. That's so funny. She wants boobs really bad. Really? <laughs> oh, when I grow up. <laughs> That's You should show Charlie that song. She'd vibe. She would vibe, actually. Should I do the trippy thought this week? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. And you took, like, humanities courses in high school, I yeah. think. So, uh, like, um... Humanities class? What class? Anthropology that? or anything oh, like yeah. that? <laughs> so, did you learn about bonobos? Yeah, we're, like, 99% there, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I just Googled it to make sure, because I didn't want to, like, say the wrong number. 98.7% yeah. were the same DNA as them. That's and... Weird. That alone is fucked. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, Like, we share that much DNA. But then think about that that 1.3, that, like, 1% difference of the bonobo oh, and human. Yeah, okay. That 1% makes such a difference that we can communicate and talk. And they can do sign language, but they can't, like, verbally yeah. communicate, like, how we do. They can't understand, like, math and stuff, obviously, how we do. Like, there are just differences that just that 1% did. True. <gasps> when you really think about that? Just 1% of DNA. Yeah, because we're still so different. Like, obviously, they're monkeys. Yeah. Like a monkey, and we're not, but, like, wow, that's a 1%. So, to oh, fuck no. you off a little bit more. Okay. What if there was a more evolved species of humans that was just 1% <gasps> more intelligent than us? So, we would be like a bonobo to them. Oh. <gasps> That would be, like, the difference, like, intelligence-wise. They could just understand things that we would just have no idea how to do. What would be under the bonobo? You know what I mean? By yeah, that? yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, what, like, the levels? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's big that's greater than us? Yeah. And what if... Okay. Okay, hear this. <laughs> Every... So, aliens 100% are out there, in my opinion... Agreed. And from everything that I've heard about aliens, people have talked about, like, I think we've gone through it once in an episode, talking, like, through telepathy. Yeah, we did. We've mentioned that before, for sure. So what if that way of communication is how bonobos can't physically communicate through their mouths, but we can, but we can't get to the level of communicating through telepathy, telepathy. and that's, like, the 1% difference of us to, like, the next level of human or, like, like, just life intelligence. Whoa. Isn't that fucked? <laughs> We're gonna need to take a break. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Whoa. Just that 1%. Like, just imagine what else we couldn't even do. You. <laughs> wow. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I was reading... Um, I think I actually got that thought from Neil deGrasse Tyson's book he was talking about that that one percent difference and then how how he basically said that in like different terms but that's definitely where I where I got it from wow that's a crazy thought <laughs> isn't like it that. it keeps me up sometimes <laughs> I like that that's a good one want to hop into questioning the existence of black holes yeah yeah I guess so uh, all right 
this is fucking wild. The beginning is just kind of going through why we even question it and just breaking it down in lamest terms, basically. Um, and then we're going to get into like quantum mechanics. It's not like it's not like I'm going to be throwing like math or anything out there. Like we're just going to basically really explain what it is okay. and then why black holes either like agree or don't do what that's expected of them. Okay. Black holes scare scientists because they challenge all laws of physics. They don't make sense to anything that we can put together. Scientists have said before that they wouldn't be surprised if we got it all wrong about black holes. Oh, why? Because we, we can't oh, observe we them. No, we, had we have, like, no how idea. much we really know is nothing. Like, we're, what we... Isn't that scary? But, like, we know, we know things, but, the, but we don't know things. Right. We're pretty much just hypothesizing. What a word. <laughs> <laughs> Black holes are assumed to be all across the galaxy, the universe, but they're black, and space is black, so we haven't actually seen one yet. The theory right now is that a really massive star burns for, say, 10 million years, and it collapses to create a black hole in in a matter of seconds. Hmm. That's how we assume black holes are created. A really, really big sun collapses really quickly, and it just just starts a, a black hole. But... As this happens, the outer region of the star hits the core, which triggers into a huge explosion, which is a supernova. That's when the star dies. Mm -hmm. The minuscule core is assumed to be left with the mass of the star within that core. That's how much density. (gasps) Holy moly. So it's a huge star that would um, trigger a black hole forming. So all of the mass of that star is within like the tiny little core and that's how the black hole started. (gasps) That's our theory right now. Right, right, right. The flow of gravity is so strong that nothing can escape it, not even light. Mm. Not even light. So then the question is that if we can't see black holes, how do we know that they're there? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) Try your best. When I was researching this, the same kind of thing happened with an atom. We didn't physically see an atom, but we knew it was there. Like, we just couldn't get a, a telescope small enough to okay. see them until we did. And then we could see them and say, okay, for sure that they're there. Mm-hmm. Scientists also compare it to wind. Because you feel the wind, yeah, but you don't see it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. (laughs) The scientists do know what to look for. And as we've gone over before, as things get close to black holes, they spin faster around it Mm because gravity just picks up and then it just goes faster and faster and it spirals into the black hole. And at this speed, um, the matter creates gas, which means that we can see it in x-rays. So the matter is going so fast because it's getting heated up because it's moving faster that it turns into gas. And that's how we can see what's around the black hole. Okay. In x-rays. So to find and measure these x-rays, we use a telescope. And in 2017, it spotted a burst of x-rays in a cluster called 47 Tucane at the edge of the Milky Way. When they noticed it, they realized that they were looking at two objects which were orbiting each other very closely. Okay. And they saw, when they analyzed it more, that one of the objects was a star. And they saw this star getting ripped apart and its gas was spiraling down into a very dense, dark object. So it spotted the x-ray because it was the the matter ta- yeah. that was being taken from the star into this dark object started to spiral so fast that it created gas. So our telescope spotted it as an x-ray. <gasps> 
What the hell? Isn't that nuts? So that's how we could start to analyze this. That's how we knew where to look for it. And then when we we analyzed it, we we observed it. We saw it was two objects, one star, one dark object, literally eating this other thing, this other star. When they were also observing these objects, they saw that the star was about the same size as our sun. And the second object is much smaller, yet has the mass of a giant. Like, it's just the mass is immense within the smaller object. Holy shit. Right off the bat, we're kind of pointing the finger to a black hole. And there are other objects in the universe that have some sort of similar behavior. Okay. Neutron stars. We've gone over them really briefly, and I honestly think I want to do a whole episode on them because they're so interesting. But just to go over them quickly again, they're formed in the same way we think black holes are formed. So when big stars die, explode, and then collapse down into a ball of matter, we think that a a neutron star is what's left in a different type of star when it dies. Okay. But the gravitational attraction of the neutron star is massive. It also pulls in gas, dust, and asteroids. So that's how much gravity it has on its own. Holy shit. Light can still escape the gravity of a neutron star. Uh, Oh, okay. But it still has really immense gravity. Yeah. It's very dense. You could consider neutron stars and black holes to be kind of like cousins. They're very similar that way. Okay. But neutron stars didn't have enough mass to collapse and go out of control. So it's just barely hanging on from collapsing into a black hole. (gasps) Oh my God, really? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So looking at kind of the comparison between a neutron star and a black hole, we can observe these two objects that were in 47 Tucane and we can observe their mass and their size. Mm Mm-hmm. But those alone can't tell us 100% what's there. Like, it can't really say for sure what we're looking at because it is still like a dark object. Oh, oh, true. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. We can't see black holes. So another way we can kind of tell if they're real is listening. There's noise. What? There's noise? Do we get to hear it? Um, I can see if we can pull it up. Okay. So think of it in this way. Like if okay. you hear a car crash, you can kind of hear like where, how far it is from you and maybe like how hard the crash was, like mm-hmm. just by the noise. So similarly, we can listen for black hole collisions and listen for the noise. Oh, shit. Whoa. Do you remember gravitational waves? Yes. We went over it in the first second of the Big Bang episode. Gravitational waves are all throughout the universe. They're basically ripples of gravity from the inflation period of the Big Bang. So when the Big Bang expanded really, really quickly, faster than the speed of light, uh, it didn't all go at the same time. Like it wasn't like a perfect sphere going out, which means that different areas were going out at different kind of times. And it caused these ripples of gravity called gravitational waves throughout the universe. Similarly, there are constantly gravitational waves from black holes. Mm. Even we make gravitational waves, but they're so weak that you can't feel them. Oh, yeah. In order to measure the gravitational waves, you need massive objects. Okay. And in 2017, we heard a wicked crash. (gasps) Two objects crashed at nearly the speed of light. (gasps) What in the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the most energetic events we've ever seen as mankind. That's cool. <gasps> wow. Big old boom. We heard a big boom. <laughs> we heard a big bang. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I like that. Before these objects collided, they spun around each other really fast, which okay. caused ripples of gravitational waves. Mm-hmm. And the closer they get, the more energy that they throw out. So the closer they got to each other, the stronger the gravitational waves got. And the crash sent out these gravitational waves that rippled across space. 
These waves allowed us to measure the mass of the objects. Whoa, what? Because we can tell by the strength of them. Oh, shit. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I really like the whole explanation on this. Like, yeah. there's so much to dive into. It really helps me. Yeah, it gets you, it gives yeah. you a better understanding, I think, of, like, what the fuck are we looking like, at? Like, I have so much going on in my head. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a part here that I cannot wait to tell you. I'm so excited. Huh. <laughs> Okay, so this is the sound of the the two, what they thought the black holes um, were colliding. (gasps) (gasps) So I wonder... I hate that. I wonder if those are the gravitational waves. The... The... The, the, Because that's what we're receiving. Yeah. Some scientists think that the gravitational waves could have come from something scientists refer to as a gravistar. A gravistar. I'd never heard of a gravistar before. Okay, me neither. (laughs) They're what scientists call an exotic compact object. An exotic? Exotic compound Compact object. (laughs) Compound object. Wow. Oh, I like that name. Okay, keep going. It's a theoretical body that has the same mass and gravitational pull as a black hole. A gravistar. A gravistar. Wow. But it's made out of exotic matter. Which means what? What is that? How I understand it is like the surface of it. Okay. So it would be impossible to see with the naked eye, but because it forms differently than a black hole, this is all hypothetical, it's assumed that it would have an incredibly dense surface. And that's why it has so much gravity. Okay. When we went through the formation of a black hole, um, it happens very quickly. The front, like the hole when the star collapses and, and the black hole forms. And it essentially starts at the singularity. Oh, fuck the singularity. The singularity is an indefinitely small speck that begins a black hole, essentially. It's just so, so small and has infinite gravity and infinite density. Holy shit. Black holes gotta be real. It's hard because, like, if they're all expected to do similar things and we can't really see it, it's like, well, how do we know? Like, it could be any of these things, what we're observing out in space. And we're going to go into like more that. about the singularity. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I knew, I knew oh, you'd be yeah. a, little, a little anxious about that. <laughs> yeah. It's a good word for it. <laughs> a gravistar is thought to have a similar process, but instead of going all the way into a black hole, mm-hmm. it's thought to have maybe stopped as a little ball of matter that still has the extreme gravity like a black hole. So it just condensed, not to a point of like infinite density and gravity, but it stopped so small as like a like a really, really, really dense ball of matter. Mm-hmm. And it has a similar amount of gravity as what we see in a black hole. Oh, shit. <gasps> this so, is also crazy. Because we're just observing and making observations. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's all we're doing. And like we're hypothesizing what they maybe could be. I find it really cool that people want to find this out though too. Yeah. Like I think of those people a lot. Yeah. <laughs> The sound that we heard of what we thought were the two black holes colliding could have been two gravistars, considering we can't tell them apart. (laughs) So if we can't see black holes and we can't be sure that we can hear them, the only last thing I think that we can look at is that Mm -hmm. they leave a trail of destruction. 840 million light years from Earth is the Hydra A galaxy cluster. Cluster. It's a cluster of galaxies. (gasps) Well, more specifically, it's a region of space filled with galaxies and dense intergalactic gas. But there's a force at work here because there are holes within this larger than the Milky Way. 
just like these pockets of nothing are bigger bigger than the milky way what is like out there where's it going whatever's happening here is blasting holes in this gas from tens to hundreds of light years across that's how big these holes are within this galaxy cluster so these holes in the galaxy cluster when we started to look at why they were happening like scientists started to kind of look at what was creating these Mm -hmm. and they looked at images taken at different wavelengths so they discovered from these photos that these holes are coming from jets coming from a galaxy at the center of the galaxy cluster wait okay sorry (laughs) say that one more time okay so they looked at different wavelengths yeah and they discovered that these holes are coming from jets okay coming from a galaxy within the center of the galaxy cluster Wow. So these are like tons of galaxies. Like we're in a galaxy cluster. The Milky Way is a part of a galaxy cluster as well. So similarly, but one galaxy in the center is erupting these jets so powerful that they're going through the entire galaxy cluster. That's crazy. It's not fucked. As these jets are ejected, they can slam into the surrounding material and they form a shock wave that we can see. It inflates a bubble which grows as it's inflated with hot, dense plasma ejected from the jet. Whoa. Ew. We actually see this within the Milky Way. Oh, really? If you look at the Milky Way, it's believed that if we're, like, we're correct and we have a supermassive black hole in the center of the Milky Way, mm-hmm. it's assumed that, like, not that long ago, like 100,000, I think, years ago, our supermassive black hole turned into a quasar and it erupted the jets... Oh. And if you look at the Milky Way now in yeah. different wavelengths, you can see like a leftover bubble, like a, from when the exactly what I just said about the, the jets going through the matter and it creates a bubble of the, <gasps> yeah, of what it went through. Oh. You can see that within the Milky Way. If you look at this photo, it's like these these bubbles coming out from like the, the other sides of the disk of just matter that the quasar just erupted out. So you can see it in the Milky Way. This was just much more extreme. The amount of power coming from the jets are absolutely insane. They could easily blow up a planet. Like, they would just... Oh, what the fuck? They're fucked. They're like death rays. Like, think of, like, the most Big sci-fi bombs. fucking death, death ray. This, this is it. Like, they're insane. Jesus Christ. They're so violent. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Aggressive. <laughs> Very aggressive, Yeah. Evidence like the holes that we see here could come from energy of a supermassive black hole in the form of a quasar. Oh, shit. We do have an entire episode on quasars because they're so insane. They cram in huge amounts of matter, and as dust and gas starts to swirl towards the supermassive black hole, it rubs together, which causes friction, and it heats up the material to millions of degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit? Yeah. <laughs> as the supermassive black hole is pulling in all this this matter it, the gas and dust is swirling around it and as sure. it picks up speed it's getting hotter and it just starts to eat too much and then it erupts out as a quasar and it blows out all the material Whoa! holy fuck so black holes and quasars are the same thing but they're doing the opposite, opposite things yeah holy shit that's wild yeah. So think about how, as powerful as we think supermassive black holes are with gravity. Yeah. The same amount of force is coming out of it. So try to so flip like, that in your head. Yeah. It's hard to, but that's like insane. That's a quasar jet. Like, yeah. That's fucked. E- <laughs> Holy shit. Jet's an appropriate word. 
Yeah. Very appropriate. So the quasar kind of, before it has these jets, it's kind of like just erupting the material, but not out of the jets yet. Mm-hmm. The jets come when the magnetic fields start to shape around the poles okay. of the quasar. Mm-hmm. And then that basically shapes where the jets can come out of because the magnetic field is creating like a pathway for the jets to erupt out of it. Oh. And that's when all the energy can just like plow out of it, like from its poles. So there's a quasar, and then there's the quasar jets. Quasar jets. I like those guys. <laughs> They're the most violent things in the universe, and you're like, I'm cool with them. I like them. <laughs> the speed that it comes out is hundreds of millions of light years. These jets come out that quickly. That's insane. There's more energy pouring out of these than any other object in the universe. That left me speechless. They're so powerful. So we see evidence of these holes within this this galaxy cluster, the Hydra A cluster. So the only thing that we can really point a finger to are these jets, because that's the only thing that we can we've observed that could have this amount of power that could plow through all that. So we so we see these holes. We can assume that they're from the jets, which comes from a black hole. So the jets have become the main source of proof for black holes. See, I knew I liked these guys. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) This doesn't mean that we can conclusively say that black holes are real. And although we have evidence for them, it's important to still question it. Everything that we see in the universe, even in your day-to-day life, question everything. Don't take anything for face value. (laughs) It's true. It just gets you thinking so much more. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not reading into people or anything. Not like that. But just, like, shit. Like, look at everything and be like... Why is that that way? And think about it. And, like, your brain will just, like, make connections as you start thinking about things. Even, like, look up at the sky. And, like, after you learn about this stuff, think about, like, the stars and how far they are and that we can see that. Maybe you're looking at a fucking quasar from, like, billions of light years away. Who knows? Like. Yeah, you're right. I want a telescope so bad. You deserve one. I've been looking at a lot of, like, um, telescope photography that people have been into lately. And it's, that you can see, like, nebulas. People have been taking that photos of nebulas from their backyard. If we ever get big, yeah, and we get a brand deal, buy yourself that fucking telescope, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Imagine I'm learning about something and I can like like look for it. NASA needs to sponsor us. <laughs> the main question that scientists struggle to answer is how black holes work, because the math that we have to explain black holes isn't working out. So there's an issue with our understanding or lack of black holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Experts look at theoretical science of how black holes work, and they're thought to have a super dense collapsed star at their center, and around it is a sphere called the event horizon. Event horizon. We've talked about that, that's I think, in our black say, hole episode that sounds, for sure. That's why I whispered it. Yeah, the event horizon is a place where the rules of physics fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> to say bluntly. <laughs> yeah, like they literally don't matter. Light can't escape from the, over the event horizon. Just everything that goes in there is in there forever sucked into a black hole the event horizon is essentially like an invisible line in space it wouldn't be until you're about to leave that you realize you'd never be able to escape oh ew oh that's a scary movie here's where we're going to get into einstein's theory of relativity a little bit relativity (laughs) this set of rules governs the universe it's the all-encompassing theory that describes everything we know about gravity and how the universe works on a large scale Oh, wow. Because of the theory of relativity, we know that everything in the universe, including us, is made out of tiny bits of matter. 
We just yes. know that as yeah. a fact. Like, yep. That's what we're made out of. Facts. <laughs> this is ruled by something called quantum mechanics. <gasps> Here we go. Quantum mechanics allows us to understand at the smallest level what builds our universe. Relativity looks at large scale. Okay. And quantum mechanics looks at small scale. Okay. But they both try to explain what's happening within our universe. Because you look at large scale, you look at small scale. Mm -hmm. They're both doing the same thing. Like, you know, like they're working collectively, but they're just understanding them on different levels. Quantum mechanics is so interesting because it's the smallest level we can see. (gasps) We can see. Oh, Jesus. When we observe it, we see that empty space of a vacuum is creating particles. Just creating them? Empty space. Particles are just popping up. Just poop, 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 poop. Poof. Yeah. Why? Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's like, oh, empty space particle. Yeah. Right fucking there. It just appears out of nowhere. That's the smallest level that we can see. (gasps) Oh. Oh, yikes. That's quantum mechanics. Quantum looking at small level. I could never actually take a course on that. It's so hard to understand, like, when they get into, like, the yeah. the complicated... The like, I'm trying to part about it. break it down as yeah. <laughs> simple as possible. And I'm almost, like, still struggling. It's, it's, a, it's hard to grasp. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's... Like, if people are thinking, like, they're slow or, like, they're they're dumb, like, it's not like that. It's just, like, because we've never seen something so small, like, how do you wrap your head around that? Yeah. And even the idea of, like, particles appearing out of empty space on that, like, subatomic level of, like, seeing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, particles just appear. Like, huh? Excuse you? These particles are drawn to each other, but when they collide, they annihilate each other, which doesn't break any laws. That's normal. But within a black hole, things get a little bit more complicated. Just a little bit. Gravity is usually too weak to affect the particles within the quantum world. But Stephen Hawking... We're, we're pulling everybody into this. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hawking theoreticized that at the event horizon of a black hole, the normal rules don't apply. Oh, okay. He realized that if a pair of particles popped up at the edge of a black hole, and if one got sucked into the black hole, the other is forced to become a real particle in our universe. (laughs) So for it to do this, it would take energy from the black hole, and in that case, the black hole is shrinking over time because it's losing mass. Oh. (gasps) Whoa, what the hell? So if Stephen Hawking is right and yeah. the particles that pop up within when on the subatomic level yeah. in quantum mechanics, as particles pop up out of nothingness, if they get separated near a black hole, one has to turn into a real particle because usually they just annihilate each other. So one has to turn into a real particle. So it takes mass from the black hole, which means the black hole over time, it's happening all around it constantly. So, so over a long amount of time, it's shrinking. Oh, shit. Oh, that made my belly twist. This is like using Stephen Hawking's science to like back that up. So it's again, just another theory, but like the possibility based off of like quantum mechanics and theory of relativity and literally all of that, that's what we can say. Hawking was the one to make us think of this, which completely shifted how we see black holes. Of course it is. Because now they're shrinking. Now looking at it, completely different. Yeah. I need breaths in this episode. If you need to take a, a pause and breathe, please do it. Yeah. Because I'm needing breaths through this. Like, this is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. And by the end of this, I promise you will need a breath. Because I finished studying this and I had to go lie down. Oh. 
<laughs> oh. It makes you question everything. 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 Oh, my belly really hurts. <laughs> Hawking said that when black holes aren't eating, they're shrinking by emitting heat. And in this process, the black hole will eventually evaporate completely. This creates a problem for scientists because everything in the universe carries information about what they're made out of, how fast they're going, and where they've been. It literally, with everything in the universe has information about all of that within yeah. like the matter itself. The laws of physics state that this information cannot be lost from the universe. The laws of physics are saying that all the information within the universe <clears throat> stays within the universe. Mm -hmm. The idea that a black hole evaporates takes away the fact that the laws of physics say that the information within the universe stays within the universe. Because if the black hole d evaporates, then the information is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really had to take that one in. It's a lot of, like, uh, cross-referencing, like, each theory. This all means that if an object goes through the event horizon of a black hole, the object's information goes into the black hole as well, which would evaporate and be lost forever if this is all true. So once it falls in, its information goes into the black hole, and that makes sense. Yeah. But if the black hole is evaporating and all we have left of it is thermal radiation because it's emitting heat, yeah. we have no information about what fell in. It's all just gone. It's just poof. Everything's and poof. Everything's fucking poof, but it doesn't make sense because quantum mechanics says that there's information that cannot be lost. That information cannot be lost. Oh, well. yeah, you said that. It's all, like, that's on the, the subatomic level. Like, quantum mechanics is as, as small as we can see. And that says that the information cannot be lost. Oh, shit. It really contradicts itself. Yeah. All the theories aren't lining up because black holes don't make sense. Fuck. <laughs> If the information disappears, yeah. then the laws of quantum mechanics are violated, and we yeah. don't know how to solve that paradox. So then it's even more unknown. Exactly. It just it's gets more and like... more mysterious. Oh, fuck. That's scary. Ew! <laughs> it just gets, like, more and more and more and more. It's fucked. <sighs> Scientists are now trying to combine quantum mechanics and relativity, and for the first time, they're able to do it. But it Ooh. leads to a giant mess. Oh. <laughs> and I was hopeful for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got your hopes up, and then I was like, nope. It calls the fundamental assumptions about the way the universe works out to be questioned. The f basics of how we understand our universe, mm -hmm. when we combine these two quantum mechanics and relativity, it just makes us rethink everything that we know about the universe. I don't like that. Because they don't match it's, up to this. So how yeah. does it make sense for anything then? Ah, uh, yeah, no. Yeah? You know? Oh, I don't or, know. Or is black, or do we just not understand black holes? We just, like, don't, we understand just don't understand it. black we, holes. I think we need to accept fate. <laughs> and we just won't know. This problem is known as the information paradox. The information paradox is us combining quantum mechanics and general relativity. Okay. And it doesn't add up. So this is a wild theory that I... It's all just hypothetical. Yeah. Stephen Hawking pointed out that black holes may have soft hair. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hair. So they're like monsters? They're like... Think of like a ball of hair. You remember like those pillows? Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> I think of a little gremlin monster, but I know exactly... Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. If he was right... He better be. Now I'm, I'm pissed if he's not. <laughs> if he was right, then there could be a way to store the information within those hairs. And maybe it's not lost because then it's in the hair. Remember how I said, like, yeah. if the black hole could evaporate? But if the black hole has soft hair, the information could 
fall into the black hole but be imprinted exactly on the thermal radiation because then it's like physical then it's not just into nothingness then it's like if there's hair it could be imprinted on the heat that's left over from when the star or when the black hole evaporates whoa that would be so cool this could solve the information paradox but it's completely hypothetical all right right (laughs) right (laughs) it ain't even real maybe if black holes had hair, that'd be the most fucked up way to, like, prove that we were right. Imagine, like, we got it right on the first try and we're like, yeah, it had hair. Like, what the fuck? had hair. <laughs> Let's dive into the singularity. Okay. Because oh, it fuck. raises a lot of questions. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> the singularity is essentially believed to be what's in the center of a black hole. In the singularity, matter has infinite density and space is entirely curved. So it just warps space, time, everything. The singularity is what really gets us fucked up with physics because it doesn't match up. No. It's not a real answer. Like, the singularity is not a real answer. It's just us saying, like, we don't know what this is. Like, what is this? Us saying that it has infinite gravity and density doesn't make sense because in the universe, there is no infinite. And with any equation within, like, the science community, if the answer you get is infinity, it tells you that there's something wrong with your prediction. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to say that something has infinite density and power because nothing in nature has infinite anything. Infinity doesn't really exist within the universe. Even the universe has an amount of time. Yeah. It goes by. Quantum mechanics is at the heart of the problem here with the singularity. Fuckers. (laughs) Because everything in the universe is broken up into tiny units. And there's a basic unit of energy, time, and space that cannot be divided any further. So there's a limit to how small things can be. Everything in the universe is broken up into tiny units. And there's a basic unit of energy, time, and space that cannot be divided any further. There is a limit to how small things can be. Okay. There's a limit. The smallest unit of length in the universe is what's known as a Planck length. Planck length. Plank length. You said that right. Did I? Yeah. Okay. I know know where you thought you went wrong. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So plank, like plank time. Yeah. 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 That's where my head went. Yeah. So if you've listened to our Big Bang episodes, we got into plank time, which is like a small unit of like a second. It's unbelievably small. So the language is, it's connecting, right? So the smallest unit of length in the universe is what's known as a plank length. Love that. Yeah. It's very, it's easy to remember. But that's also fucked up. Yeah. You just know it's fucked up. Let's let's uh, analyze what a plank ah! is. Okay. <laughs> it's fucked. If you took a human hair. Like a strand? Yep. So look at that. Okay. And you blew it up to width of the observable universe. One plank length would be about one four thousand thousand <laughs> of an inch. Try again. What? One four thousandth of an inch. If one strand of hair was blown up to the width of the observable universe. So it's fucking huge. (laughs) A plank length would only be about one four thousandths of an inch. We'll be back after the break. (laughs) Another one. (laughs) Ew! Ew. That's how small we can look. That's it. fucked. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really yelling. No, it's okay. That It's fucked. <laughs> no, it's not okay. 
if there is a universal limit on the smallest size, then something infinitely small doesn't exist. Okay. And the singularity is said to be infinitely small and infinitely dense. So that doesn't make sense. No, it does not. This causes a snowball effect. The fact that we have a universal limit on the smallest size causes a snowball effect because it if infinity doesn't exist, then singularities don't exist. And if singularities don't exist, then Einstein's theory of general relativity is not correct. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm calling you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's facts here. <laughs> <laughs> This has led scientists to invent the idea of the Planck star. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Planck star would look just like a black hole, but they don't have a singularity at its core. The idea is that maybe a star crunches down to a Planck length, and okay. this would stabilize it. So where a singularity would be in a black hole, a Planck-sized nugget would be at the center of a Planck star. A Planck-sized nugget! <laughs> a little nug. A little nug! <laughs> That's full circle. (laughs) (laughs) How cool. So maybe black holes are Planck stars, but instead of there being a singularity, there's just a really, really small, like, nug of, like, a Planck length size. Whoa. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Planck stars are just like black holes, but they play by the rules of the quantum mechanics. The problem is that Planck stars are just another theory, and there's no evidence that any of this exists, and we're just getting creative and trying to think of other explanations or possibilities. Like, there could be new theories every day. Oh, for sure. They could make a list of all the things that that they could be. Like, these are just, you know, things that we could maybe be like, hey, maybe it's this. Just like Planet Nine. Maybe it's this. Oh, true. You know? On a different, like, level. But within our universe, we have two places where everything seems to break down. And one is inside the the heart of the black hole. Okay. And the other is what happened right before the Big Bang. Oh, shit. And some have wondered if these are linked. Of course they are. (laughs) So this is fucked up. Uh Uh-oh. This is what really made me have to lie down after. Oh, okay. There's a model that you can put together where all of our observations in the universe are consistent with us being inside of a black hole. We're inside? (laughs) We're inside of one? It's a possibility. Yeah. There's a model that would be consistent with our universe. So think about that. Because we have black holes within our universe. So what if it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, it just goes like, what if the black holes within our universe take to other universes? What if that's the way to travel to other universes? And what if we're just a part of a, like, we're a black hole in another universe? And then that universe has other black holes. And it's just, that's the multiverse, maybe. Oh, and then it goes to the fucking multiverse. Oh, my God. (laughs) How fucked. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Don't pull a Trisha. (laughs) (sighs) My stomach aches. That's a lot. What if our entire universe is inside of a black hole? Our universe. Yeah. Because the whole thing about a black hole is that at its core, it could contain trillions and trillions of tons of matter. 
and our universe has so much matter like look at everything that we've seen in our universe so it being within a black hole is not something we can just like kind of shove off like it is a theory but like it has some some weight to it okay (laughs) get you fucked up on a sunday afternoon (laughs) yeah holy shit wow yeah I really suggest smoking a joint before this episode. It'll, yeah. You need to, I think. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, no. There's just a little bit more to that. Of course. And then we're done. And then we're done. <laughs> There's a theory that as matter crushed into the center of the black hole, it reaches a point where it cannot be crushed anymore. And an event like this could lead to a big bang. Holy fuck. So when the collapsing matter within the black hole reaches a max density, it bounces back, which would expand outwards in a huge explosion, and the matter would gradually cool over time to form atoms, building galaxies, stars, and planets. But then within our galaxy alone, there are tens of millions of black holes. So what if each of those are baby universes also just waiting to happen, or maybe they're already there? I don't want to go home. <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. <laughs> See why I had to lie down? <laughs> what is out there? <laughs> Just... <sighs> Holy fuck, man. That's the last thing I want to give you. Like, that's as much as I could take. That's, that's as much as I, I want to put people through. I tapped out a little while ago <laughs> and you just kept going. I kept pushing you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked. Oh, lordy. I wrote down a main takeaway because all I want to get across here is that we know nothing. Nothing. And I just want to tell everybody to question literally everything. Because <laughs> think, like, what if we're fucking inside a black hole? Like our universe. How do you feel? <sighs> I don't know how to feel. It's a lot. I feel like I just had therapy again. <laughs> This is why high maintenance is high maintenance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to, like, bring yourself back down. Yeah, like humble it, yourself a bit. It's high maintenance to constantly be reminded how small you are. <laughs> or nothing. <laughs> I'm pretty speechless after this one. Like, I honestly was a little bit worried going into doing another black hole thing. hmm But because it's so much, like adding up and like also i love that we can pull in like quantum mechanics and shit at this point because it's at such a basic level still but because we can connect it to everything else that we've learned yeah it's just like if i can understand that literally anyone can. so <laughs> i think it all made sense like in the broad scope and if it didn't send us que- like send us stuff yeah send us questions like that we she'll have- answer i'll answer <laughs> i'll try but we have our instagram at high maintenance podcast with an underscore we're posting content Oh, we also have photos of just, like, things that we've talked about with captions explaining it more. The photos really help, too. When you listen to the podcast and then you see the photos and you're like, oh, that's what they were talking about. That's how. Yeah. Because before you show me photos, I picture things so differently sometimes. And then it's like, oh. And it's so unexpected sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else you want to go over today? Uh, That was a good one, but a scary one. And uh, I need a nap. Yeah, I definitely needed to lie down right after this, and uh, I probably will need to again. (laughs) So, take a deep breath, get some water, maybe smoke a little more. Yeah, but until next time, keep looking up. Peace out, Solar Sisters. (laughs) Did you?